0: Thanks very much for joining us for LifeWords Q&A. It is our weekly podcast, which lasts for around 15 minutes or so. And it's our chance to talk to David Ray and quiz him with your questions. Questions revolving around the Bible, faith, and how it intersects with living life here on planet Earth. David, thanks for joining us again. Thank you. Uh, The first question, well, let's get into it. It's heavy. The book of Revelation mentions something about 1,000 years of God's rule. What is it all about?
1: Oh, I wish I knew. Uh, (laughs) The end. (laughs) That comes up in chapter 20 of the book of Revelation. It's a very much debated um, passage. But look, let me just say a couple of general things about the book of Revelation. It is a highly symbolic book that is very hard for us to understand. I once saw a book many, many years ago on the shelves of a Christian bookshop the book of Revelation Made Simple. And I thought, what a silly title. Um, it, it, you, you, it's not made simple. And whenever you find someone who says, look, I've got all the messages, I can understand all the codes, I can understand all the symbols, I can explain it all, be very wary. You see, the book is what they call apocalyptic literature, which is literally an un- unveiling of hidden truths. And it, it, it's it's Jewish apocalyptic, and and we who are outside that culture have to be very careful in how we interpret it. Some people jump straight in and say, "Oh, that that's all. This is literally true. How do I fit it into present day current affairs and so on?" Dear, that can be a dangerous uh, thing to do. I'm not saying it has got no relationship to what's happening in the world today, but we it's very dangerous to go into. The detail, taking those details literally when they may well be metaphorical. Now, thinking about the thousand years, um, those who take this passage literally—that um, it's literally a thousand years of God rules uh, of God's rule—fall uh, into two camps. One is the premillennials, and the premillennials believe that Jesus is going to return to earth and actually rule over the earth for a thousand years. It's sort of going to be like almost like a golden age. Then the end will come. So Jesus comes, thousand years of His ruling on earth, then the final, as it were, we might call the second coming. The post millennials believe that there will be a thousand-year-long sort of golden age again, which climaxes in the return of Jesus, who brings about the end of all things. So, so they believe that Jesus comes after post the millennium.
0: So that was like the new heaven and
1: new earth kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, 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 that that's right. Um, now there's a third group a-millennials, and a-millennials believe that the thousand years are symbolic, and the period simply means an extended period of time. A thousand years is just, um, well, um, like we might say, I've told you a thousand times not to do that. Well, not literal. Uh, A-millennials reckon uh, that that, that it's really sort of describing the rule of Christ now. there is a fourth group that I mentioned semi-facetiously called the pan-millennialists who think it's all going to pan out in the end anyway, and they, they, they don't really know. And I'm probably belonging in that category. I did not fall into the category of the pre- or post-millennials. But hey, look, there's a lot of debate about that. I honestly would say I would never, ever want to get bogged down into debate about this very question. It's, it's a fair question. It's a fair question. Don't get too bogged down in the details of the book of Revelation because you miss out on its overall clear message. You see, fundamentally, the book of Revelation is there describing the victory of Jesus over satanic powers and the ultimate triumph of God. It's describing, as it were, a cosmic heavenly battle, and, and the spiritual battles we fight on earth are, are reflective of that. But what the book of Revelation ultimately is, is not sort of a little little mind by which we dig out little nuggets of truth that might relate to this event or that event here on earth. It's not so much that, but it's basically painting a much bigger, broader picture, saying, hey, there's a tough old battle going on here. But who's going to win? God's going to win. And in a funny sort of way, he has already won. So look, I honestly... Would want to leave all such details about the thousand years of God's rule just as it were in abeyance. As I said, I'm probably more towards the so called amillennial, just seeing it as a purely symbolic thing. But hey, in the end, if Jesus turns to earth and says, Guess what? You were wrong. Yeah, you, you all got to be premillennialists now. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I mean, I don't want to be too dogmatic on these things, but what I would warn against is don't get bogged down in the details of the Book of Revelation, uh, because what I think that does is that you get bogged down in all these details, perhaps confusing metaphor and l- l- um, literal narrative. Um, and it can mislead you. Whereas if you just look at the read it as apocalyptic literature, not 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 understanding it all at all, but seeing it as a great gigantic narrative of how God is triumphing over the evil one. And I think um, we leave all the other details in second place there.
0: Okay. Uh, our second question from a LifeWords listener is: I've been told my lingering chest infection could be due to my wrong attitudes to my parents. And I admit some of those attitudes are wrong, but is this true?
1: Yeah, look, I, I, uh, speaking of someone who's got a bit of a chest infection and a bad back at the moment, uh, <laughs> I ask myself, you these can confess as well. now. But uh, of course, my parents are no longer around. So, But look, Beware of simplistic solutions. Look, if someone, if someone said that to me, that, that my sickness or discomfort or whatever is due to my wrong attitudes to someone, I'd have to say, woo-woo-woo, that sounds like a little bit of oversimplification. However... There is a link between what's happening in our minds and emotions and what happens in our bodies. Um, It's not just Christians who'd say that. Mm. Many medical professionals would say, look, there is a strong link between what's going on in your emotions, what's going on in your family, Uh, the the relationship of forgiveness to sickness. Very, 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 very significant. So, look, I think any ongoing sickness can be examined in this light especially if the normal physical remedies are not working. I'd be perfectly happy to say to anyone who's got a chronic physical sickness, not to say it's all due to your wrong attitudes to your parents or whatever, but to say, hey, let's explore the wider issues of your life, um, because we are we are whole people. We're not just bodies. But then again, you see, you might just have a stubborn infection that's quite independent of other things. And it would be dangerous in this particular person's case to ignore medical advice, even if there could be another dimension to your condition. For example, let's say, say for, for a moment, for argument's sake, that your attitude to your parents is wrong and it is contributing to your chest infection. But that doesn't mean that medical intervention may not also help. If you're just relying on medical intervention and ignoring the emotional, psychological dimension of your sickness, I think that can be a danger. But at the same time, don't ignore medical stuff either, because the, 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 the pharmaceuticals, as it were, the antibiotics can work um, and do their bit, just as you're perhaps correcting your attitude to your parents can do that bit as well. Um, so God's able to heal us, not only through a healing of the emotions and a healing of relationships, but through a prescription of antibiotics, through surgery, through whatever, whatever. But, but having said that, I think it's best to also work on those wrong attitudes. You. If, if your attitude to your parents are wrong, or well, whether you've got a chest infection or not, or whether it's a, a, a direct link, I think it's good to work on those wrong attitudes, whether it fixes up your chest infection is another matter. So I do think there's this link between our physical ailments, particularly critically chronic ongoing physical ailments and our emotional condition. I I, I think it's fairly true to say that for many people, their sickness can get even worse if they're emotionally sort of down and deflated and so on. But I would I would run a mile away from saying to anyone who's suffering from a ongoing chronic illness, particularly something like chronic fatigue or depression or something like that, to say, oh, well, there's a, that's a spiritual uh, route to that and you've really got to explore it. Now, there will be a spiritual dimension to it. Very important, but to say to someone who's really suffering from some of these debilitating things, well, it's actually due to the fact that you uh, have got a wrong attitude to your uh, your mother or father, or you had a Freemason in your family four generations ago, or so on. I think that is too simplistic, and I think it just loads something on people that doesn't need to be loaded on. So we advise people, we counsel people, we pray for them. Let's look at your whole life context, not just this physical illness. But having done that, let's take wise medical advice as well and ignore any simplistic counsel.
0: Thanks, David. That's uh, really useful. You're listening to LifeWords Q&A with David Ray, Andrew Morris. You can subscribe to the podcast through the Apple iTunes store to search for LifeWords Q&A podcast. You can also subscribe to David's daily devotional email. It's called LifeWords. It goes out Monday to Friday around 6 a.m., and it's a great way to start the day for its um, daily inspiration. Our final question, David, is, I believe the Bible is the word of God, but I also believe some bits of it are more important than others. Am I right or mistaken?
1: Oh, I think you're right. I don't think you're mistaken. Um you see, we might believe that God oversaw the recording and the communication of the Bible to us, so I'm quite happy to say the Bible is the Word of God, rather than saying, oh, the Bible's the Word of God, but forget that bit and that bit and that bit. No, no, no. It all matters. See, God's not going to send us meaningless rubbish, and it all has a certain significance. But, you see, we can't legitimately say it has authority, equal authority in all its detail. The the, the laws of Leviticus are not binding on us, for example. It's the Word of God, um, and what... That was an important and significant thing to the people in those days, the tribes of Israel, that they obeyed those holiness laws and so on, uh, because they reflected something of the character of God, and because of the nature of society at that time, God's laws almost like became the civil laws, the way in which they ordered their society. But they also matter to us even then, because while I might not obey all the Levitical laws, or even any of them for that matter they do still tell me something important in principle that is god is a holy god and we are to treat him as holy and so on and so on so um, and and yet realistically we have to say that the sermon on the mount for example is more meaningful to us in a practical sense than the book of leviticus is now does that mean that 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 um say matthew the sermon on the mount is more important than leviticus I don't think I'd quite use that phrase, Um, but I think what Jesus says in in the Sermon on the Mount was that uh, he, he has come to fulfill the law. He has come to actually flesh it out and to interpret it. So I don't think more important is the best phrase, but I suspect the best better phrase would be more directly relevant say, the Sermon on the Mount or Paul's letter to the Ephesians is more directly relevant to me than the prophecy of Obadiah or the book of Leviticus. It doesn't mean to say those things don't matter or that God has not inspired their writing or that they still can't teach us something today in principle, but, but I think that some parts of the Bible are most definitely more relevant uh to us today and and above all we must remember that the whole bible revolves around jesus he's at the center so in one sense he is most important that doesn't mean to say we dismiss the rest and only read the gospels it doesn't mean that at all um but but really jesus is at the center and i think we read the whole bible through the lens through the filter of what jesus um said and did
0: You've been listening to LifeWords Q&A. Thanks, David, for your time over the last uh, 12 minutes or so. We'll be back next week to discuss more questions that uh, you've submitted. You can email David anytime you like. Uh, The email address is lifewords at hopemedia.com.au. That's lifewords at hopemedia.com.au.